Welcome to Hub & Flow, a podcast produced by Natural Gas Intelligence. On a mission to provide transparency to the natural gas market, Hub & Flow focuses on key fundamentals driving the price of natural gas and LNG in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Natural Gas Intelligence, or NGI, is a subscription-based price reporting agency, which means we provide trusted and independent natural gas pricing and news for the North American market. Hello, and welcome to another edition of NGI's Hub & Flow podcast. This is Patrick Rao, NGI's Director of Strategy and Research, and I wanted to spend about 10 minutes or so discussing a few key LNG-related takeaways from first quarter 2023 North American Natural Gas Earnings Conference Calls. Namely, let's take a quick tour of the general progress of proposed export projects to North America. But before I do, I'd just like to quickly mention that NGI just released a special report for our subscribers on LNG earlier this week called The Ripple Effect, which is a 19-page report that explores what comes next for an LNG market altered by the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. You do need to be an NGI subscriber to access that, but if you aren't and would like more information, please go to our website at www.naturalgasintel.com for more details. Okay, turning to first quarter 2023 conference call takeaways. For Baker Hughes, there has been about 20 MTPA, or roughly 2.6 BCF a day, of export capacity reach FID so far in 2023, with a total between 65 and 115 MTPA expected for the entire year. Now, more than half of that aforementioned 20 MTPA, it's phase one of the Port Arthur project, which is expected to add 13 MTPA, or about 1.7 BCF a day of capacity, in the 2027-2028 timeframe. Now, I should mention that Port Arthur, it's being sponsored and controlled by Semprel, but in many ways it's being driven by ConocoPhillips, since that company owns 30% of the project, has 50% of the initial contracted takeaway capacity, and is the supply manager for 100% of its feed gas. So that's an export project that has reached FID. Here's one that hasn't, and very possibly never will. Energy Transfer's proposed Lake Charles facility. The company originally had hoped to reach positive FID by the end of last year, but cited heightened competition as the main reason they hadn't been able to sign enough offtake agreements to backstop that project. And now... Energy Transfer revealed during its first quarter 2023 call that the U.S. Department of Energy has denied their application for an in-service extension, citing a lack of progress on the project. It's a decision that seems to have become the new standard. As my NGI colleague Jamison Cochran wrote earlier this month, the department reaffirmed its expectations that U.S. LNG projects should be able to start exporting the fuel within seven years of receiving export authorization. DOE also said it would not consider applications for extending the seven-year deadline unless a project has both started construction and can demonstrate that extenuating circumstances outside of its control are to blame for delays. Now, obviously, the DOE's actions could have major ramifications on future FID announcements coming out of the United States, particularly for the partially subscribed projects that were approved by DOE earlier in the process. So, too, could be the ability to obtain adequate financing because of rising interest rates and difficulties in the banking sector. I don't see a whole lot more FIDs this year, Next Decade Corporation CEO Matthew Schatzman told Coughlin in that same article. Quote, I don't think as much LNG gets built as people think. I think we've overestimated how much actually get built. And that's not because of demand. 
I think there are some physical limitations on how fast we can go, end quote. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that next decade, they expect to reach an FID on their own Rio Grande project by this June. But net-net, and even with that, even though the DOE's policy change may hasten the competition we mentioned a moment ago for projects and increase the urgency of reaching FID, the United States may in fact not see an onslaught of positive FIDs over the next few quarters. And if the United States has been expected to carry the load, so to speak, then perhaps the lower end of Baker Hughes' 65 to 115 MTPA estimated range for new global FIDs this year may be more realistic. Here's something else to consider. I'd like to read you a quote from Anatole Fagan, Chief Commercial Officer at Chenier Energy. During Chenier's first quarter 2023 earnings call, Fagan said in response to a question about long-term contracting for LNG optic capacity that, quote, most counterparts in Europe have a difficult time going beyond 15 years. Doesn't mean that those are transactions that we would not entertain, but as we've always said, we expect that the fundamental demand driver to be Asia, and we're seeing much more comfort with multi-decade commitments out of that theater than out of our European counterparties, end quote. This has obvious potential ramifications for U.S. projects in the Gulf of Mexico, but you know what else? This could serve as a tailwind for new projects out of Mexico, everything else being equal, and that would only add to the level of competition among U.S.-based projects that I mentioned before. Cargoes from western Mexico have the advantage of not having to traverse the Panama Canal and would be fed from Permian supply, which is typically cheaper than that at the Henry Hub, or at least historically. But we believe Mexico is also benefiting from a government regime that's eager to do business. It wasn't all that long ago that CFE, the main government-sponsored power generator in the country, was involved in bitter contract disputes with U.S. pipeline companies and was seemingly loath to release any of its overbooked natural gas pipeline capacity. Now, however, the CFE is actually helping TC Energy get permits for the new offshore Southeast Gateway project in southern Mexico, and they're in the process of converting the Altamira LNG facility in the Gulf of Mexico into a dual import-export facility. How are they doing that? By placing two of new Fortress Energy's fast LNG trains on land, in addition to the one just offshore Altamira that's expected to go into service in August. Combined, these three trains will add 4.2 MTPA, or about half a BCF a day of capacity by the end of 2024. Fast LNG can be deployed in roughly half the time of more conventional trains, so Altamira is going to beat many of its peers to the U.S., or in the U.S., excuse me, to the punch. Moreover, CFE is opening up pipeline capacity in northern Mexico, with the idea that capacity can be used for proposed export facilities along the western portion of the country. One project that may benefit is Mexico Pacific Limited's Seguro LNG, and there have been some rumblings that that's getting close to becoming a reality. Now, we at NGI, we don't comment on rumors, but we note that OneUp reported during its first quarter 2023 call that there have been positive developments related to that LNG project, and that OneUp expects to make a final investment decision on its proposed feeder Seguro pipeline by mid-2023. Technically, that would be June 30th. Today is May 18th, so that's obviously pretty darn close. Now, just to clarify, One Oak Seguro Pipeline wouldn't feed Seguro LNG directly. It's a proposed intrastate pipeline that would connect with a new pipeline at the U.S.-Mexico border in Hudspeth County, Texas, 
but it would be a key link in the chain. Overall, phase one of Sogoto LNG would contribute another 9.4 MTPA or 1.2 BCF a day to the global 2023 FID total. Turning to Canada, Shell noted that LNG Canada is now more than 70% complete, with an expected in-service date around the middle of this decade, quote-unquote, and TC Energy's connecting coastal gas link pipeline, it's now 87% finished and could reach mechanical completion by the end of this year. Now, it's certainly nice to know these figures, but there's nothing that really moves the needle there for us because this is all within the range of expectations. What we did find interesting, however, is that Enbridge has agreed to purchase the Aitken Creek Storage Facility in British Columbia, a move they said, quote, will enhance our service offering to our customers and support our LNG export strategy, unquote. Enbridge is a 30% equity order in the proposed 2.1 MTPA wood fiber LNG project. So this move could certainly be a precursor to that facility reaching FIT in the coming months. Enbridge also just closed on the purchase of the Trace Palacios storage facility in Texas and specifically cited that will support LNG along the Gulf Coast. In fact, we believe storage out of the U.S., Gulf, and Mexico will become all the more important as LNG exports continue to grow out of that region. And that presents something of a problem, considering the U.S. has barely grown its storage capacity over the last decade. But that's a subject for another day. It should be sometime next week, since that's going to be the topic of my next podcast. Anyway, as far as LNG, that's all I have for today. As always, we thank you for listening. And if you're a subscriber, we certainly thank you for that. If you're not, and would like more information about our services, including the LNG special report I mentioned at the outset of this podcast, please go to our website at www.naturalgasintel.com. Here's hoping you have a great day and an even better week. Take care. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk soon. Dependable data drives informed business decisions. Trust NGI to provide your natural gas and LNG data for North America. If your business requires daily, weekly, or midweek pricing data, forward curves, or flow data, NGI has a reliable product suite to support you. Visit natgasintel.com backslash services to understand what we have to offer and how we can help you and your business today. Thank you for listening to NGI's Hub & Flow podcast today. We encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and please do share it with your colleagues. A trusted provider of natural gas news, data, and pricing information for North America, NGI offers subscription-based products. Please visit natgasintel.com if you are interested in NGI and our services. If you would like to dive deeper into this subject, additional resources are available on our website as well. Just visit natgasintel.com and click on the resources tab to find the podcast page.